For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2010. Today, it's a resistance briefing. We're going to catch up on some of these episodes. And today we're talking about episode 12 from season 2, The Missing Agent, which is the first of a two-part story arc. And that in itself raises a question that we've talked about on the podcast before. Punch it. Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and I will say right from the get-go that Station to Station, the episode that preceded this one, The Missing Agent, was one that I had said was the most exciting one of the series so far and whereas The Missing Agent doesn't necessarily rise to that standard for me, by all means, it's right up there. I mean, the pace that they kept up with Station to Station, they brought that same energy to The Missing Agent, and that is very exciting. It really feels like they have come into their own with Star Wars Resistance, at least on the basis of these two episodes, and spoiler alert of sorts for Breakout as well, which is the following episode too. Yeah, the energy of it, the excitement of it, the suspense of it, the action is really all there. This episode also benefits from the addition of a bit of star power in the persons of David Diggs, who originated the role of the Marquis de Lafayette in the Broadway musical Hamilton, and Joe Manganello, who was not Matthew McConaughey and not Channing Tatum in Magic Mike, who's also perhaps better known as the husband of Sofia Vergara of modern family fame. And David plays Norath Kev, a resistance spy. Joe plays Axtagrin, a bounty hunter, and said bounty hunter is chasing said resistance spy. Catches him, but not before the resistance spy is able to send out a distress call on a coded resistance channel that the Colossus picks up. Oh, and this is, by the way, a full spoiler breakdown of the episode. It's been out for about two weeks, so I think we're okay. But in case you need the spoiler warning, there you go. Maybe a little bit late, <laughs> at least here in the episode. Anyway, Doza doesn't want to go. Kaz and Yeager talk him into it, at least for one rotation. And Kaz invites Sonara San along because, as Sonara says, you only want me along when there's going to be shooting, basically. And yeah, that's exactly what happens. So they go to the Vakara system and to Vargo Spaceport. Both of those names seem to be very close plays on Sofia Vergara's name potentially, so just made me wonder if that had anything to do with it. And while the three plus CB-23 are walking through Vargo Spaceport, they are accosted by a local shopkeeper who is named Lee Chi, and it's hard not to think of Lee Lin Chi of the Lucasfilm Story Group when you hear that name, the Keeper of the Holocron, but they ignore him because they are on resistance business, but they do that at their peril because Lee Chi is an informant for this bounty hunter, Axe Tagrin, who is working for the First Order, who has captured Norath already and is basically holding him to see if other people show up, which they do. Axe 
almost gets the drop on them, but they are able to escape for the time being, along with the data pad that Norath had hidden away that was sending the distress signal. It also has a list of names of suspected First Order collaborators and suppliers. He is in this spaceport because he is investigating reports of the First Order working with black market folks to get supplies and materials here. That's the whole situation. So they go to rescue Norath and it turns out it's a trap because it's always a trap. <laughs> and I have to say one of the best fight sequences that I've seen in Star Wars Resistance, really very well done. After Kaz manages to sabotage Axe's ship and make it crash before it can take off to meet the first order for its rendezvous to drop off and collect the bounty and whatnot. Kaz manages to take the ship down and then there's a lot of, you know, axe fighting and blaster fighting, like literal axe, not just, you know, axe wielding an axe, right? <laughs> In hand-to-hand -hand combat, it's very well done, but it just does not go very well for our heroes. Norath and Kaz are able to escape, but Sonara and Yeager and CB-23 are captured in the process and it ends on that cliffhanger, which is the weird thing that I want to talk to you about, which I'll do right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So if you've heard some of our resistance conversations recently, you've heard me talk about how it seems odd that they are just rolling, rolling, rolling with these episodes, that they are not taking a break in between the you know Christmas and New Year holidays. And I went back and looked at seasons past, and it is actually weird. It's not just me. So They've taken off a month or so in previous years. In 2018, they took off a month. In 2016, they took off a month. And in 2017, they actually took off nearly... Uh, December, nearly three months. And that was for the final season of Star Wars Rebels. That one was. Of course, they had fewer episodes that year. They were only doing 15, 18 episodes. 15 episodes. Instead of the usual 22. So when they did 22 of season three of Star Wars Rebels in 2016, they took a month off. When they were only doing 15 episodes, they took three months off, and that was also around the release of The Last Jedi. So The Last Jedi had its full and complete run. So once that was you know out of theaters, that's more or less when Star Wars Rebels picked up for the rest of its final season. And then season one of Star Wars Resistance took a month off as well, even though there was no December movie release. So yeah, it does seem a little bit odd. And that's not the only odd thing because as we've discussed too, they are rolling through January as well. So, uh, but the other weird thing is that this episode is set up perfectly as a cliffhanger, just like, for example, Rebels season four, the final season of Rebels ended on a cliffhanger or the final, the fall finale, if you will, ended on a cliffhanger that was resolved then in February when they picked up again. So it seems like this would have been a natural break to spread out, but not the case. Turns out they went with a new one <laughs> the following week, and that's actually what we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode. But 
for now, we're going to stop here and call it an episode. And thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.